So we have our next podcast in our series from the Royal Met Society, and this is on our late bank holiday May uh, weather. Uh, I'm Professor Liz Bentley, Chief Executive at the Royal Met Society. And I'm Chloe Moore, Head of Partnerships. So we're in for another splendid weekend after the first uh, early May bank holiday where we saw temperatures, record-breaking temperatures. Um, so can you tell us, I guess, how normal it is to, to get decent weather, I guess, at bank holidays? I know here in the UK, we usually expect a washout when we say bank holiday weather or we, we hope for barbecue weather. And the first May bank holiday weekend we had, we saw record-breaking temperatures. And this weekend, again, it looks like the weather will be fair fine lots of sunny spells you know long days of sunshine 12 hours and the temperatures will be getting in the high 20s for most parts of the UK and really that's quite unseasonable we usually see maybe one bank holiday maybe about a third of our bank holidays are good weather about a third are washout bad weather and then another third are sort of in between you know not overly remarkable so to have two really nice May bank holidays in the same year is quite abnormal for the UK. Yeah, I think to put bank holiday and hot, sunny conditions in the same sentence is, is very unusual for us in the UK. And to get two of them in the same month, are, as you say, very, very unusual. But do you think this this particular bank holiday is going to be record-breaking, as we saw in the May Day bank holiday weekend? Well, when we went back to the first May bank holiday, we saw temperatures reach beyond 29 degrees Celsius. And the record for the late May bank holiday, obviously, it's a few weeks on. Temperature does start to warm up naturally. But the record for this weekend is 328 eight degrees celsius and that was set back in 1944 so quite a long time that Mm -hmm. record stand i don't think we'll see temperatures reaching 32 degrees i think very high 20s particularly over southeastern parts of Mm -hmm. the country um and for the you know parts of western scotland and more northern regions sort of 25 degrees in the mid-level but I don't think we'll quite see record-breaking weather. Mm. And we've got some thunderstorms in the forecast which I guess is different from the early May Day bank holiday where it was pretty much blue skies and, and no rain for the whole weekend but thunderstorms are very difficult to predict exactly when and where they're going to fall but I guess there's certain parts of the country we've got a little bit more of a feel for where they're more likely to see the odd thunderstorm. Yeah, exactly. When we have the sort of hot, humid weather, it can result in these late afternoon thunderstorms. And it will most likely be that in the morning it will be settled, plenty of sunshine. But as we go through the afternoon, the cloud will start to build and then we'll see an outbreak of thunderstorms. But as you said, they are hard to predict. Not everywhere we'll see them. And really what we can identify is the areas that are most at risk of this sort of more unsettled weather developing. And it's really parts of the southern half of the country and central parts of England and parts of Wales where we'll see the greatest risk of thunderstorms. So why is it more settled then across northern parts? Why aren't they going to see the thunderstorms that we might see here in the south of the UK? Well, the jet stream is what drives our weather here in the UK. And usually that flows from the west and drives the weather patterns. But right now the jet stream is flowing to the north of the UK. And this has allowed an area of high pressure to establish itself. And when we have high pressure, it typically brings sort of those fine, dry, settled conditions. And this weekend, the centre of the high is centred over the north of Scotland. So that's the area closest to the high pressure. And it will be Western Scotland that sees the finest of the weather. Parts of eastern Scotland may see some mist and fog and low light level cloud in the early morning, but that will quickly burn off. Yeah, we've seen that most of this week, haven't we? That that low level cloud that comes into the east coast of Scotland and, and England. And, and, you know, so you wake up to a grey start, but eventually that burns off and you get, you know, beautiful blue skies in the end. So if you wake up, I guess, over the bank holiday weekend and there's some mist and cloud around, if you're on that east coast, don't lose hope. I think the sun will come out for you as well. Um, so beyond the weekend, I guess... 
people are breaking up for half-term holidays if you've got children at school. How's the, how's the weather looking as we go into next week? Next week, it won't be as hot as the bank holiday weekend. We're going to be very fortunate in the fact that the best of the weather will be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And as people return to work, things will cool off and it will become maybe slightly more unsettled with a few more showers. But on the whole, temperatures will remain above average. Mm -hmm. For May, well, the end of May, temperatures over the sort of southern half of England are sort of 18 degrees in the daytime. And as we go further north over parts of Scotland, that's 14, 15 degrees Celsius. Mm -hmm. And most places next week will be several degrees above average. Perfect. Sounds good then if you want to get out and about. I guess a question on most people's lips, you know, is this summer? Are we, are we you know, once this, this uh, spell of hot weather is over, is that the end of our summer? We're not even into the summer season yet. We're still, you know, May's classed as a spring month. Any feel for the summer predictions and where we go this year? So with winter, we're getting much better at doing sort of more of a seasonal forecast. And that's because of the signals that forecasters are looking at. They are much stronger in winter and it can give us a bit more of an idea of what the weather's going to do more longer term. For the summer right now, our signals aren't quite so good. There's still lots more research being done. And we're doing our forecasts currently out to about 30 days. And what the forecast is saying, looking out that far ahead at the minute, is things might become a bit more unsettled as we go through sort of into June. But really, when we do those long-term forecasts, really what we can identify is whether it's going to be hotter or cooler than average and wetter and drier than average. So enjoy the warm weather while it's with us. Yeah, so enjoy the bank holiday weekend. And if you're in northern parts of the UK, as we said, probably unlikely to see any thunderstorms. But hopefully for those uh, further south in the UK, hopefully the thunderstorms that do come through won't cause too much disruption. So thank you for that. It's a time, really, I think, to talk about some of the activities the society's up to over the next month or so. And the first one, uh, let's talk about Weather Photographer of the Year. That's been open now for submissions of photographs for the last couple of months. But the closing date's coming. Yeah, so if you're out this weekend, especially some of those thunderstorms, it's a great opportunity to try and capture a really stunning image. We've been running the Weather Photographer of the Year competition in our third year now, and we're in partnership with AccuWeather this year. Mm-hmm. We've already had over 2,000 entries from all over the world and hopefully we can get to 3,000 this year. And there's some great prizes on offer. There's two categories. There's 17 and over and 16 and under. And we also have a vote for the public's favourite once we shortlist those photos. So you can upload up to six images into the competition. It's free to enter. And the website is www.weather-photo.org. And the deadline for entering those images is the 5th of June. Okay, so not long before we close the, the Weather Photographer of the year for this year and I think if people follow the society on Instagram or Twitter we are uploading some of the images from this from the entries from this year and there's some stunning images that have been submitted this year so I think for those of us who are judging the competition it's going to be another difficult year to choose those winners. Another event that we've got uh, taking place in June is uh, a joint event that the Royal Met Society is running with the Royal Horticultural Society and this takes place in Bristol on the 13th of June in the evening. Now the society the Royal Met Society has been doing a lot of work with the RHS over the last 12 months as they launched their gardening in a changing climate report so looking at how we need to change our behavior I guess as gardeners or horticulturalists to make our gardens more sustainable as, as the climate around us changes and that event really helps us to bring a light bring to life that topic of climate change but to an audience of people who have an interest in gardening themselves so if you're interested in either finding out more about our changing climate or gardening in a changing climate then I would recommend you go along to that event there's more information on the society's website so I'd encourage you to go there 
And we've been doing podcasts now for a number of months, and there's a series now available to, to download. So um, I'd encourage you to go and listen to some of the other podcasts and provide feedback. If you have any comments on the podcast that we've produced, we welcome feedback or any topics that you'd like us to do a podcast on, please contact the Society. But it's bye for myself and Chloe. So bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>